With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. This was an exciting week. Uh, not a Donald Trump type week, but an exciting week. Because I did not like, I don't know whether you did, every week for four years was Donald Trump this, Donald Trump that. We've got a, a you know, a smorgasbord, let me put it that way, of things to talk about. And what's interesting this week, normally I'm all over the world because I have listeners to this show that are all over the world. But tonight, for some reason, I'm only outside the United States once, and that's for Tokyo, involves the Olympics when we get to it. Tonight, we're going to go to New York City, Key West, Washington, D.C., Tokyo, Los Angeles, and Arizona. I want to start with Casey Hunt. Casey Hunt is the TV journalist on MSNBC. She is the 5 to 6 o'clock in the morning show. Way too early, and 5 o'clock is way too early. Uh, I always admired Casey Hunt. She's an attractive woman, it goes without saying. But I always admired her personality. She just, she was charming. She was sweet. Uh, She was a great, for 10 years, she was walking around the halls of Congress, you know, interviewing legislators, and she knew her business, and she knew how to question people. And then she got her opportunity when they put her on, they gave her the show. Uh, she was excellent. And she also did Morning Joe afterwards, many mornings of the week, because she was smart. She was a good film. So, now, what's happening? Casey, last Friday, announced at the end of her show, 5 to 6 in the morning, she said, I'm all done here, in effect, at MSNBC. I'm moving on. It's been a pleasure, et cetera, et cetera. And then she immediately went on, at 6 o'clock to Morning Joe, and in effect said the same thing. Everyone was surprised she was leaving. Uh, Joe didn't know. Mika didn't know. No one knew. This was all very secretive, and she wasn't saying. Apparently she could not say. Well, the story is coming out now. Casey Hunt is moving to CNN. She has been with MSNBC for something like 15 years. I think she's around 37, 38 years old. She earns $250,000 a year with MSNBC. Not a poor sum, not an extremely wealthy sum, but $250,000 a year for her good work. Well, CNN wanted her. They went after her. And she is going to work for CNN for between $1 million and $1.5 million. Can you imagine? $1 million to $1.5 million. God bless America. God bless Casey Hunt. That's absolutely terrific. Obviously, they wanted her, okay? What's she going to do? Well, 
I don't understand this that well, but they're streaming things on TV now, streaming platforms. She is going to develop streaming control platforms for CNN, develop streaming control platforms for CNN. Uh, the word on the street in New York is that NBC could not match CNN. And I, got, I must believe that at this particular time. It was too much money for her, but they should have kept her. But on the other hand, that's a hell of a lot of money, and it would raise the scale for everyone else, of course, who was doing their shows. So it became financially untenable. Whatever. I am thrilled for this young lady. I'm thrilled for anyone that can make that kind of money. Moving on, I want to talk about the weather here in Key West. Uh, this is our hot period. It's hot everywhere in, in the summertime, I know, but this is our extremely hot period, July, August, and September. It's hot. The humidity is heavy. And again, this is that time of the year for three consecutive months beginning in July. Now, <laughs> permit me to explain. It's very humid out there today. Every day is very humid, right? And it's hot. The humidity and the temperature are two different things. You have the temperature heat-wise from the sun, then you've got this humidity that you can cut with a knife. It gets worse in August. That humidity is so heavy, I can't, I'm laughing, but it's heavy. Oh, my God. And then comes September, and it's absolutely horrible. If you live here all year, you adjust to this. Uh, you don't spend much time outside. You don't run. You don't ride your bicycle that much. Uh, it's just the way it is because it, it is too heavy to do it. Uh, interesting. I've been down here almost 30 years now, and when I came down, till August and September were the two worst months. I've already indicated that. The town closed down. The Key West closed down. Three-quarters of the restaurants and bars closed for those two months. Why? Because no one came here. It was too hot. No tourists wanted to come to Key West during those two months when it was horrible, that humidity. Uh, and there was a saying. I can remember there was a saying 30 years ago, 15 years ago, as recently as 10 years ago. You, during August, you could roll a bowling ball down to Wall Street and hit no one. You could roll a bowling ball down to Wall Street and hit no one. Everything's changed. The last five years, we have a summer uh, group that come here to vacation, families with children, uh, and they seem to handle the heat all right, but it's given us a whole new season for vacationers, good for the local businesses. Uh, I really don't know how people handle it, though. I've got to be honest. want to talk about the cost of food. I've been talking about the cost of food for about two years now. I've been writing about it in my, my blog, keywestlu.com, that I put out every day for the last two years. It's obvious. I don't have to tell you the price of food's going up. We all go to the supermarket to buy groceries, and it seems the price has been going up and going up. It's a sneaky thing. You know, a few pennies here, a few pennies there, and then all of a sudden, a year later, mod on, you got, you got dollars. Heavy dollars added, and over the last two or three years, the cost of groceries is abominable. I don't know how families with children can handle this, especially since uh, salaries for the working man, the average person in this country, have remained stagnant for the last 15 years. Well, you can't blame the supermarkets. 
What's going on here? Everything is becoming more expensive. For example, get the price of gasoline is going up again. Uh, when the price of gasoline goes up, the tractor trailers that haul the food stuff to the supermarkets, okay, uh, they have to increase the cost that they charge the supermarkets because they're paying more for the gasoline. The supermarkets then have to charge you and I more, the consumer, because somebody's got to eat it, eat that increased cost. That's business. The only problem is, who do we pass it off to? There is no one that the consumer can pass the cost of food to, and that is a horrible situation. Now, interesting place, Key West. We've had different decades uh, where different things happen. I'm going to be into this a couple of times tonight. Uh, On a day last week in 1953, okay, uh, Key West. Passed a local law. This is 1953, uh, outlawing B girls, bar girls, who preyed on young sailors. Quote unquote, who preyed on young sailors. B girls, for those who may not be familiar with it, are attractive women, scantily clad, who work at a bar. There'll be several of them. When you come in, they walk over and they chat with you and they ask, would you buy me a drink? Generally, it's a split of champagne, which I think is all water. And the price for that split is the small bottle. It's astronomical. But you get sucked in. Uh, and during those days, B-girls were big back in the 30, late 30s, all of the 40s, and into the early 50s. Uh, now, they weren't the only ones. We had whores. The houses of prostitution, you got to understand, this was Key West. Everybody says, oh, it's a wild town, I want to go. Key West ain't wild today. But it was wild in the late 30s, the 40s, and into the early 50s. It was everything people think it is that it is not today. This is a good religious community. I swear to God, you can raise your family here with no problems. That's how it is. Anyhow, uh, now we have the prostitutes. Uh, we had several houses of prostitution down here, and uh, quite frankly, nobody kept track of them properly, so historically it's hard to figure out who was who. But the most popular one appears to have been Mom's Tea Room. Mom's Tea Room. Mom was down here from the late 30s through the 40s into the early 50s. Mom's was run by Alice Reed. She was the madam. Now, Alice was arrested three times closed down once. Not bad when you're talking about 20 years she was running a whorehouse. And the reason was, this all fits in, this is the amusing part of Key West. The authorities, the police down here, didn't want to arrest her or close her down, because in addition to the sailors being her good customers, the police were her good customers. All right, she's not going to cut her throat, they're not going to cut her throat. So she got away with it pretty much for almost 30 years, actually. Uh... And that's the way it was back then, because the Navy, it was always the Navy. The Navy thought it was terrible that their boys, their young sailors, were having sex or getting to spend a lot of money because they were getting hustled by the uh, B-girls. Let me point this out. 
All you have to do is be hustled once by a B-girl. You'll never do it again. I can remember in college, my freshman year in New York City, the first Saturday night in New York City, myself and a classmate from Syracuse, we went downtown to 52nd Street. Every bar there had B-girls. Who the hell had ever seen a B-girl before? Neither he nor I. We got hustled. And at the end, we didn't have enough money to pay the bill. It was a hell of an evening. Anyhow, B-girls are generally gone now. Key West does not have houses of prostitution now. Your prostitutes come from the telephone book. They're small organizations or women just run their own phone numbers. And you call them up, tell them where you are, and they come to visit you. Uh, And that's about it down here uh, for prostitution. You're not going to find prostitutes in houses. You're not going to find prostitutes on the street or in a bar saying you want to come to bed with me. It just doesn't exist anymore. There's no market for it in Key West because in addition to the escort services on the phone, you have to remember, people come to Key West to have a good time, a wild time. Now, this does not mean that just the men come for that. With all due respect, many ladies come for the same thing. So it doesn't cost any money and everyone has what they call a good time. Now, we're going to talk about the first person to have been sentenced uh, by a federal district court judge in Washington, D.C., for a felony arising out of January 6th when the insurrectionists attacked, physically abused our Capitol building. They had more than 500 people arrested. Only a few have been sentenced so far. And the gentleman who was uh, sentenced uh, last week, was it yesterday or Friday, uh, was the first one sentenced for a felony charge. His name is Paul Hodgkins. Uh, He lives in Florida, 38 years old. Uh, He went. He was proud to be there. His president said, come. And he came. He's a loyal American. The president said, come. And he came. Uh, he didn't do much. He, he uh, only, the proof was he only spent, he was dressed like a nut, but he only spent 15 minutes inside the Capitol building. What he did get into the building didn't come out. He was wearing a Donald Trump T-shirt and carrying a Trump flag. He offered to plead guilty almost immediately. In the federal system, if a defendant says, you got me, I'll plead guilty, it means you're going to get a reduced sentence. You're going to get an easy sentence. Because the federal system has so many cases, if they didn't do this, they'd be overburdened. They'd be out of business because they can't move their cases. So if you say, you know, I represent people in federal court. If they had them, I'd say, my client will plead. Uh, Let's work something out. And they got a good deal. Anyhow, this fellow got a good deal. He was for this felony, and his felony was breaching the Capitol, okay, while the Capitol was doing official business, which was the Electoral College vote. For doing that, he got all of eight months in prison. Now, I think that sucks. The only way I can say it, I think it's a disgrace. He should have got a larger sentence, a bigger sentence, and a more severe sentence. He's the first one with the felony to get sentenced, mind you. Uh, you know, the federal system is, again, to give a break to someone who pleads early. And this poor guy, he didn't do much. I can see the judges thinking on that. Uh, and they, the federal system isn't hard, though I've seen them. 
I've seen them send people away for 10 or 20 years for garbage charges because it it offended the sensitivity of that particular judge. But this judge is not, his sensitivity was not offended because the Capitol got attacked. We all saw it on TV and what happened. Besides which, they were going to hang, oh, my God, they are going to hang the vice president, and they were going to kill Pelosi. He has a problem, this judge, because I'll tell you, this was an unusual circumstance. Will you tell me the last time a Capitol building in Washington was attacked and they got inside insurrectionists? Whose intent was to throw over the government, obviously? It hasn't happened. This is a unique circumstance. And I believe that a unique circumstance requires a unique application of justice. This Hodgkins, as far as I'm concerned, deserves something like three to five or five to eight years. Uh, He's getting away with murder, in effect, though he didn't commit murder. And I'm going to tell you where it's going to affect things. They have over 500 cases to dispose of. His eight-month sentence, which is a small sentence, It's going to be looked at as a standard by the other 500. That doesn't mean they're all going to expect eight months. But those that may have beat up a couple of cops and something like that would say, well, geez, this guy was with us when we attacked the building. Maybe he didn't hit anybody. He only got eight months. Why do you want to give me five to eight, Judge? You know, why shouldn't I only get one to two or something like that? It's going to affect the whole thing. I disapprove of what the sentence was, but... That's life. I'm here. They're there. It's a bad sentence. Going to set a bad standard. Going to talk about the Olympic Village. This is wild, wild, wild. You know, the Olympics, of the organization of the Olympics, they have always been a tough organization. Uh, If an athlete steps out of line a wee bit, they can't participate. And maybe it's good. Maybe it's bad. I don't know anymore. Uh, I've become more tolerant in my old age. Uh, but they're always getting their nose involved in some things I think are none of their business. Now, uh, there is an altercation, not physically, but a disagreement between the Olympic organization and the athletes. And it has to do with the Olympic Village where thousands of athletes are going to live. And the problem is that the beds, and they always have new beds for these kids every four years, probably so, the beds are made of cardboard. They're literally boxes. And the purpose, as advised by the Olympic hierarchy, uh, is because they feared there'd be some sex and coronavirus could be spread more easily. They didn't want coronavirus to get out of hand. It's already out of hand in Tokyo, as we all know, knew or know. Well, the athletes are up in arms, and I really can't blame them here. I'm probably saying it the wrong way, but here's how I feel. Uh, male or female, in this day and age, they their, their hormones are roaring. When they go there, they many of them have sex one of the beds but these beds from what i read are constructed that they can't handle two people having sex they will collapse so the the kids think it's because the olympics don't want them to have sex and the olympics say no that's not really it it's the you know it will happen that way but we're concerned about coronavirus 
Uh, I don't think anything's going to happen. I don't think they can they can get thousands of beds in by Sunday, and so we've got uh, cardboard beds. Uh, funny, I think it's funny. Fox News, Fox News. This is a real horry story. That's the only way I can describe it. Horror, horror. W h o r e. Now, Fox News, pro Trump, pro far right. You can't argue the point with me. And with regard to coronavirus, they have said uh, this vaccine isn't bad, this vaccine isn't contagious, you don't have to wear a mask. Why should you wear a mask? It violates your rights as an American citizen to be told you must wear a mask. And the vaccine, how do you know the vaccine's any good? It wasn't tested enough. It's only a temporary uh, testing they've had so far, and this is going to go away by itself. They've been saying that for what? Two years now, like Trump, because of Trump's people, coronavirus is going to go away by itself. Well, if you noticed last week, we started hearing uh, that uh, Fox News, and I'm calling him a whore now, with a capital W, was doing something rather strange. Whereas their news broadcasters like Hannity, Laura Ingram, they were telling you on television all the things I just said. You don't worry about it. It's nothing. Uh, the government, Biden isn't handling it right. You don't have to get the vaccine. And all of a sudden it came out in the news last week that Fox News, the organization, the company, had sent out a mandate a few months ago. You either got vaccinated or you were out of a job. Hear what I'm saying? Except for the people on the air. I know everybody had to get vaccinated, I'm sorry, even the people on the air. Uh, but the people on the air kept giving us that bullshit. They were lying to the American public. They were lying to Trump's people. Now, all of a sudden, I saw, him, I saw, the, I saw Hannity on TV tonight. He says, listen, you should not make your own decision. You want, don't want to get vaccinated. You should go to your doctor and talk about it with him. Or... If you would feel more comfortable, get it on your own. You shouldn't listen to anybody except the doctors, and you, you, you do what they tell you. My God, has this guy changed his tune? And that's because it all came out uh, last week about you either get vaccinated or you're out of a job. Now, following Hannity on the news tonight is Senator McCullough. There he is standing in Washington with the usual Republican senators behind him, and he, he's He's the guy that said this thing isn't so bad. And what's he saying? The same tune, the same words as Hannity. Please, we're not telling you, and Hannity said this too, I've never told you. They lie. I can't believe how they lie. McCullough says, we've never told you. I've never told you. You shouldn't get vaccinated. What you should do is go to your doctor or the person you trust medically and see what they have to say and follow their advice. But please don't think I've ever told you. You should not be vaccinated. So they are whores with a capital W. Uh, that's all. I'm just sharing what's been happening here. And, and I think it's a horrible situation. Very simple. It's a horrible situation. Okay. Which now brings us to, and this bothers me. 
Florida is one of the top four states in the country with regard to coronavirus. Uh, we have that many cases. We seem to keep having them because we've got a governor. Governor DeSantis is the worst governor in the United States. And they're saying he's going to be the Republican candidate for president in 2024 if Trump doesn't run. The man is, he, he, he is Donald Trump. He has the same mental agility, mental powers, non-existent almost, that Trump does. Thinks like Donald Trump, does foolish things, absolutely foolish. Uh, you know what they are. I'm not going to go through the litany now. But uh, the problem is there's no problem. Uh, and he's been, don't wear your mask. You don't need to wear a mask. This coronavirus is going to go away on its own. Who does that sound like? Donald Trump is hero. Uh, and all those things. And as a result, our numbers are up. No question about it. Now, I've had my two shots about three months ago. Uh, I feel secure. I got two shots of Moderna. Then I had my antibodies tested. I was curious. My doctor calls me. Lewis, I've never seen such a high number of antibodies. You've got 20. That's the highest number you can have. No one in my practice has had 20. They get one to five. That means I should be well protected. We'll see. Anyhow, uh and they're generally telling us. I, I went to see, uh, I have a problem with my esophagus with swallowing. You, you have these problems when you get old. I went to see my uh, esophagus doctor. Let me label him that way. And there was a sign on his door that hadn't been there in the past. You do not have to wear a mask if you've been vaccinated twice. Everyone that works in this office has been vaccinated twice. So everyone's feeling secure down here. And I've got to admit, uh I stopped wearing my mask the last two weeks to three weeks because we don't have to wear them. And I don't see anybody anymore wearing masks down here. I was comfortable because of all the things I've been told. Turns out, and I got this today on reliable authority from a person whose judgment and veracity I trust absolutely, got a telephone call. There is a Key West couple in their 60s. Uh, they're locals. They're both still working here. They both got two shots each. The husband got Pfizer, the, the wife Moderna, okay? The husband is sick in the hospital right now, very sick with coronavirus. How's that? And he had two shots. And the wife is home, very sick, but not sick enough to go to the hospital. I'm not telling anybody what to do, but I'm telling you, when I leave this house tomorrow until I feel comfortable again, I am wearing a mask. Unless I'm in a restaurant to eat, I am wearing a mask. And this may tell how many times I go to the chart room. The chart room is such a small room, nobody wearing a mask. My God, those germs are flying all over the place and they're close to us. So that's the story there. Everyone exercise their own judgment. I'm not telling anybody what to do. Uh, I'm right. I got a book going in my blog every day. It's followed by the name Steve Thompson and his wife Cindy Thompson. They came down here in the mid-70s. They've been here ever since. Uh, they're very nice people. Uh, I'll tell you about Cindy first. She was a hippie. She admits it. Her first boyfriend after she got out of college, she went, took a trip to India with him. Didn't know Steve at the time, of course. Uh, anyhow, Steve came down there and ended up being a, a, Texas, a tacos king, opened four taco stores eventually in Key West and four in other parts of the state, okay? And 10 years ago, he wrote a book about his experiences from the 70s to now. 
And it's a good book because everyone wants to know what happened in the 70s. And there's, that's when it was the time to be here, we're always told. And nobody was there. Very few, there are very few Steve's and Cindy's. That's what I'm trying to say. And here quickly, I, I'm running a, chap, a, a paragraph a day in my blog now. First paragraph. You drove down US-1 to where the Keys began. There was no homestead extension on the turnpike then. He writes in a poetic uh, style also. Florida City was just empty land, except for a Texaco and a hot dog stand. I closed up the bar and drove with no rest. There were no lights or cars all the way to Key West. I got to the seven-mile bridge at 4 a.m. My car seemed wider than the lane I was in. It was raining, and the sky was pitch black. But I could see the side rail, an old train track. Actually, I was scared to death. For seven miles, I held my breath. That was the scariest drive I ever had. Till the next bridge, it was twice as bad. A 1912 trestle built only for trains, with boards across the top to fit two lanes. A few days later, I read in the paper in town, the Bahia Honda Bridge has finally closed down. And so it goes. I mean, he, 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 he's got... The, the chief who ran away, the fire chief, uh, Bardo, whatever his name uh, was. He's got everything evil and everything good that happened in Key West. Read my blog, keywestlu.com, and read his story. It's going to take about three months to run these by paragraphs in there. All very interesting. And these are good people. Steve and Cindy. By the way, Cindy worked 32 years for Jimmy Buffett. They were neighbors, friends, and when he needed help, he was getting a little bit big. He hired her. She ran his office in Key West, even after he left Key West, uh, for many, many years in the Crest Building. Sharp lady, funny lady, tough lady, and Steve is just one of the greatest guys in the world. That is the show for tonight. That is the show for tonight. Uh, I thank you for joining me, and I wish you a Good night, a comfortable evening, and good days and comfortable days till we meet again next Tuesday night. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.